And a very good day to you. This is Pastor Mark Whelan with Touch of God. And this week, I have heard the same word in my spirit, and that word is Ruach. I heard it twice throughout the last week, and so I thought, well, maybe the Lord wants me to speak about this word today and what it means. And so the Hebrew Ruach means wind, breath, or spirit. Now, the Greek word that corresponds with Ruach is pneuma, P-N-E-U-M-A. And Ruach is spelt R-U-A-C-H. Now, both of these words are used in passages throughout the Bible referring to the Holy Spirit. Zechariah chapter 4 verse 6 includes the phrase, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit says the Lord of hosts. So he's saying here, it is by my spirit. It is by me. I am your source. It is not by your might, nor by your power, but by my spirit. So the wind, the breath, and the spirit of God are available to us, but we get to choose to receive or reject these good things of the Lord. It is because we have a free will that God has given us to choose. So we have the ability to choose to accept Jesus or reject the good things that he has given us and offered us to receive by faith. John chapter 1, verse 1 to 3 says, In the beginning, before all time, was the Word Christ, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God himself. He was present originally with God. Verse 3, All things were made and came into existence through him. And without him was not even one thing made that has come into being. Verse 4, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. Now we see here that the Lord has created everything. Nothing came into existence without him creating it. And in him was life, and the life was the light of men. That light that we receive from Jesus, it's Jesus as the life source. In him was life. He is our source of all good things. Indeed, he represents the Father according to Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3. And we know that all good things come down from the Father of lights. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3 says, He is the sole expression of the glory of God. He meaning Jesus. So Jesus is the sole expression of the glory of God, the light being, the outraying or radiance of the divine. And he is the perfect imprint and very image of God's nature, upholding and maintaining and guiding and propelling the universe by his mighty word of power. We can see here that his word is powerful, his mighty word of power. That means his word contains power, and his word is going forth according to our faith. We decree and declare God's word over situations, and if we believe by faith that when that word goes forth, it will not return void, if we believe that by faith that it will happen, then it will be done for us. If we don't doubt, God breathed into Adam's nostrils to bring him to life. Remember in Genesis chapter 2 verse 7 it says, Then the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath or spirit of life, and man became a living being. 
So you can see here that here again, Ruach, it's the Ruach. It's the spirit, breath, and life of the Lord that brings life to whatever God breathes on. So if we breathe God's word on situations, if we speak it, we are using the breath in our lungs. Remember, the breath in our lungs is given to us by the mercy and the grace of the Lord. Every inhale, every breath that comes into our lungs is from the Lord. It is for our bodies to carry on living without the breath and without our spirit that came from the Lord, we are unable to stay upon this earth. We're unable to live in this physical body, this physical body that depends on the life of Jesus, the breath and the spirit of life. It depends on these things without which the body would cease to function. And at that point, our spirit would have to leave our physical body because our physical body would no longer be a viable host for our spirit to reside within. In Acts chapter 2, the Holy Spirit came as a mighty rushing wind. Again, we're looking at the breath of life, the spirit of life, the wind, the Ruach. Acts chapter 2 verses 1 to 4. Verse 1 says, And when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all assembled together in one place. When suddenly there came a sound from heaven, like a rushing of a violent tempest blast, and it filled the whole house in which they were sitting. Other versions might say mighty rushing wind. Verse 3, And there appeared to them tongues resembling fire, which were separated and distributed, and which settled on each one of them. Now, here we see that the wind, this violent tempest blast, that was the arrival of the Holy Spirit. You could see that the result of this was fire, tongues resembling fire. So fire can come from something you cannot see. Something you cannot see is the wind, the spirit, and the breath of God. Just because you cannot see something from the Lord doesn't mean it's not able to accomplish amazing things. Verse 4, And they were all filled diffused throughout their souls with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other different foreign languages, tongues, as the Spirit kept giving them clear and loud expression in each tongue in appropriate words. 1 John chapter 1, verse 1 to 5. Verse 1 says, We are writing about the word of life in Him who existed from the beginning, whom we have heard, whom we have seen with our own eyes, whom we have gazed upon for ourselves and have touched with our own hands. Verse 2, And the life, an aspect of his being, was revealed, made manifest, demonstrated, and we saw as eyewitnesses and are testifying to and declare to you the life, the eternal life in him, who already existed with the Father, and who actually was made visible, was revealed to us, his followers. I just want to reverse here and look at verses 1 and 2, where John is writing about the word of life. Word, capital W. Life, capital L. This is the Lord himself. This is Jesus, who is the word 
and Jesus is the life. And Jesus is our source. He is our life source. And we need him. We need to depend on Jesus. We need to seek him with all of our hearts because our lives depend on it. Our eternal life in heaven depends on us receiving Jesus as Lord, confessing him as Lord, believing that God raised him from the dead, without which we have no means to be rescued from out of the powers of darkness and translated, transferred into the kingdom of Jesus. Verse 2, and the life and aspect of his being. So this refers to just an aspect of him being just full of life. He is the essence of life. There is no life that comes from anywhere else except from God. God is our source. And this Jesus, this life was made manifest and demonstrated to the eyewitnesses, to the many, many people that Jesus presented himself to, appeared to, and testified. Jesus is the life, the eternal life who already existed with the Father, and who actually was made visible, was revealed to us, his followers. Verse 3, what we have seen and ourselves heard, we are also telling you, so that you too may realize and enjoy fellowship as partners and partakers with us. And this fellowship that we have, which is a distinguishing mark of Christians, is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ, the Messiah. Verse 4, And we are now writing these things to you so that our joy in seeing you included may be full, and your joy may be complete. So it's important that we tell the good news of Jesus Christ to many other people that we come across in our daily lives, because our joy, our joy will be full, and the person that we're telling Jesus to, their joy may be complete. Verse 5, and this is the message, the message of promise, which we have heard from him and now are reporting to you. God is light, and there is no darkness in him at all. No, not in any way. God is light. God is full of life. He is life. It is not like God was empty one day and then he filled himself with light and life. He is the essence of life. Life is him. It's like saying you cannot separate love from God because God is love. So Jesus is the solution to all of our problems, small and big. But just because Jesus is the solution to our day-to-day challenges doesn't mean they are automatically fixed for every human being. God has given each individual a free will to make choices. God never violates a free will and never makes a single choice on our behalf. The answer is to receive Jesus as Lord over everything, using the faith God has given us to believe for something we cannot yet see in front of us, but whose substance exists in the invisible realm as long as we do not doubt. But beyond this, establishing a relationship with Jesus instead of just asking him to fix our problems. As we know, the common phrase, we do not want to use God as a vending machine, as an ATM machine. God is about relationship. He created us for relationship with him. He sent his son so that relationship between us and the Lord could be restored. Each individual makes decisions every day that are either good or bad for them. They are based on the understanding, the wisdom and truth of the word of God. 
They are either based on the understanding, the wisdom and truth of the Word of God, or worldly wisdom that causes us to lean on our own understanding, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6. See, the Lord has created in us a soul, which is the mind, will, and emotions. These things are free, meaning we have a free mind that we can fill with whatever we want, with whatever we look at, whatever we hear, whatever book we read. We decide what we read and what we take in and accept and believe and fill our mind with these thoughts and memories. We have a will that makes choices every day, and based on what we think and how we react, our emotions follow and are produced. Even the angels have free will. We know this because a third of them decided to rebel with Satan against God and followed Satan to do his evil will instead of the Lord's good will. So every day, we as individuals choose decisions that are on the side of life or on the side of death. So when we talk about the Ruach, the breath, the spirit, the life of God, Jesus really is our life support. Why would we ever want to take off the oxygen mask if that is what is supporting our life? Why would we want to take Jesus off, out of our lives, if he is the sole source of life and good things for us? The breath of life is available to us. If we inhale the word of God, if we lean to God's understanding and not our own, the Lord is able to breathe life into our mind for it to be renewed. When we read the word of God, we are understanding the truth. And when we accept the truth as the truth for us, and we decide that whatever we understood before no longer applies and was a misunderstanding, then and only then are we set free. Everything becomes clearer relating to that topic from that point on as we continue to study that topic in the scriptures. But we are set free by the word of God, the truth of the word of God, because it is the Ruach. It is coming from God, which is life. It is light. It is truth. It is all good things. We are born into this world out of our mother's womb as a fallen creation as a fallen individual. We do not know the truth. We only know the fallen nature. The fallen nature is natural to us because we were born into this state. And this state was caused by the mistake that Adam and Eve made in Genesis chapter 3, verse 6, when he ate of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, the very tree that God warned them not to eat. For God said, for in that day you will surely die. So they became instantly fallen. They fell, and with them fell everything that the Lord had given them dominion over, which was including the earth and all the creeping things that moved upon the earth. And so we need this new understanding. We need the truth because we've always known myth truths and misunderstandings and lies because we are around people as we grow up. And not all of those people are born again. A lot of those people do not know the truth. And you might say that even some people that are born again don't necessarily know the truth because they're not really in the word as much as they should be. 
So when you are growing up and you're surrounded by people who are not knowing the truth, then when they advise you on things, when they teach you, when they train you, they're not training you on the Word of God. So you are continually molded into the world, and you are not being transformed by the renewing of your mind, according to Romans chapter 12, verse 2. So that's why it's so dangerous not to know the truth, because you are led astray by winds of doctrine, doctrines of devils, misunderstandings, and you get the wrong idea of the Lord, you get a misunderstanding of his nature, you start to believe other people when they tell you about what God is like, when really it is up to us to have our own relationship with Jesus, our own relationship with the Father and the Holy Spirit. So we must inhale the good things of the Lord, his breath, his spirit. His spirit is life. So we need to lean on God's understanding and not on our own understanding. And we see in John chapter 15 that we have a choice of living in Christ Jesus and being a partaker of his divine nature, that life. John chapter 15 verse 5, it says, I am the vine, you are the branches, whoever lives in me and I in him bears much abundant fruit. However, apart from me, cut off from vital union with me, you can do nothing. You see, when our free will makes a choice to not remain in Christ, to not spend time in His Word, to not spend time alone with Him, the risk of sliding backwards into sin is greater because of the daily temptations we face. Our shield of faith is not there to protect us against the wiles of the devil when we are not focused on the Lord and we are not reading and hearing the Word of God, which produces faith. So we are under threat from the enemy's tactics to continue to keep us in distractions, to keep us in misunderstandings, mistruths, and lies. In this situation, when we have decided to turn away from the Lord and indulge ourselves in the desires and gratify the desires of the flesh, in this situation, we are actually behaving with characteristics of the Father we were delivered from, Satan himself. Not our Heavenly Father, but the Father we were delivered from, Satan. According to Jesus, in John chapter 8, verse 44, when he spoke to the Pharisees and the scribes, he says, You are of your father, the devil, and it is your will to practice the lusts and gratify the desires which are characteristic of your father. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks of falsehood, he speaks what is natural to him, for he is a liar himself and the father of lies and of all that is false. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 1 says, Therefore then, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses who have borne testimony to the truth, let us strip off and throw aside every encumbrance, unnecessary weight, and that sin which so readily, deftly, and cleverly clings to and entangles us. And let us run with patient endurance and steady and active persistence the appointed course of the race that is set before us. Now remember, the beginning of that verse talks about the fact that we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses who have borne testimony to the truth. So we must strip off and throw aside every encumbrance, unnecessary weight, and that sin... The word that right there, it's calling out a particular sin. It is one sin in our life 
that is coming back to us like an echo. It comes back to us and, you know, the enemy knows what is our weakest link. He tries to exploit that and he knows that we have a weakness and he exploits that. So there may be one sin in your life that is more commonly a problem for you and for me than other sins. And that sin so readily, deftly, and cleverly clings to and entangles us, but we have the ability to escape from it. And we'll talk about that next. So if we fall into sin, the devil will want to condemn us as not being strong enough to withstand the temptation. But if we call out to Jesus, if we confess our sins, 1 John chapter 1, verse 9 says, God is faithful to forgive our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. You see, this is the life that Jesus is, this life that pulls us out of the kingdom of darkness when we receive Jesus as Lord and confess him as Lord. That same life that gives us a way of escape, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. You know, today we should choose life. We should focus on Jesus. We need to keep the Jesus life mask on our nostrils at all times. For we will be stronger in our spirit, stronger in our physical body, and stronger in our soul, our mind, will, and emotions. Feed yourself with God's worth daily, increasing your time with Him in the secret place. This is not a legalistic thing that I'm telling you today. This is a means to encourage you to get to know the one who loves you and who can be your life source if you so choose. So, Lord, I just thank you today that you are our life source, that you are our life source every moment of every day. You give us breath. You give us life. But we have the option, the free will, to turn away from you and to try to get that same breath from the world. But all it will be is polluted breath. It will be a lack of life. It will be leading us to an eternal death. It will be keeping us conformed to the way of the world, the way the world functions, the way that the world tries to gratify the desires and the lusts of the flesh. So, Lord, thank you today that you are the source, the good source, the life source for it. You are the life that we need. You are the life that we depend upon. And I thank you, Lord, today that when we meet you in the secret place, when we read your word and we not just read it quickly and try to remember it, but we actually contemplate it and meditate on your word, according to Psalm chapter 1, verse 2, that we truly are getting our life restored by your life, by your resurrection life power. And we bless you, Lord, today. We thank you for giving us this life, offering us this life. You came to give us life, and that more abundantly, according to John 10, verse 10. We thank you, Lord, that we do not deserve these good things from you, but, Lord, out of your love for us, out of your compassion, out of your long-suffering for us, Lord, you, you bless us with these wonderful gifts. And we thank you for being our source today. Lord, we thank you for being the vine that we can connect to as branches if we so choose. And let us be convicted, not condemned by the devil, but let us be convicted by the Holy Spirit to receive you, to connect with you, to have this relationship with you that you so preciously paid for. We thank you, Lord, today. We bless you and we honor you. 
hallowed be thy name. And we thank you for your word today. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. If you would like us to pray for you, the number to call is country code 1-407-705-3151. If you'd like to go to our website, it's tog.world, touchofgod.world. And you can also submit a prayer request there as well. And in the meantime, until next week, you have a blessed week. Amen.